0: A lot of times, de- death row, of course, is uh, pretty segregated. And the lady who went through the program, she became a Christian and she became a very uh, devout, uh, spiritual person. God's redemptive love has a great power that we've all felt. She actually started uh, ministering to the uh, other inmates through the duck vents.
1: is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Our guest is with us today in the studio, and we don't get too many in-studio guests, so I think it was very important for her to drive down from DeBerry, Florida <laughs> to be with us today. And we are expecting possibly a hurricane this weekend, so uh, thanks for dropping in when you probably should be working on your hurricane preparation, Evelyn (laughs) Lemley.
0: That's probably right. I hope it's not too bad.
1: (laughs) Well, we welcome you. You are the CEO of Kairos Prison Ministry International, based here in Central Florida. And uh, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. And please tell us how you got involved in the ministry to prisoners.
0: Well, I um, say that God called me is how I got involved. I was working with other ministries, uh, predominantly in in Bible translation work. And uh, I um, received a call of of interest in me pursuing this. And and I felt God was actually the one doing the calling, just using others to do it. And so... uh, after some discussions and much prayer, I uh, said yes and, and moved here to Florida to uh, to uh, lead this awesome ministry called Kairos.
1: Okay, where did you move from?
0: I was just outside of Chicago in the corner oh. of Indiana and, and uh, living there, but working in Colorado Springs and traveling a lot. So that's... I see,
1: and I understand you have continued that travel.
0: I have continued that travel.
1: Okay, well you're now in your seventh year with the ministry. And Kairos, that's an interesting name. I think it's Greek. It is Greek. Okay, please explain to us what Kairos means. Uh,
0: Kairos means uh, special time. Uh, the, uh, it's more like a moment of time when something significant happens. And so we call it God's special time uh, because uh, we're, we're trying to give that special moment of an encounter with Jesus Christ.
1: Mm, amen to that. Well, there's a, it's, it's a rather large ministry, I should say. It's now international. Um, you have ministries in nearly 500 facilities in 37 states and 10 countries, if I've got my facts right. But it's big. So you minister to women, men, and young people, right?
0: That's correct. We, uh, we actually have uh, three distinct programs that we, we operate in. Um, and yes, we are international and around the country, and uh, actually, I would say that we've actually surpassed that 500 number Mm -hmm. now uh, just this year, and so that's an awesome thing as God gives us more opportunity, but we work with uh, men and women uh, inside prisons. We work with youth inside youth facilities and adult facilities, if that's where they're at, and we also work with the women of the incarcerated. I see. So,
1: Your mission, I understand, is changing hearts, transforming lives, and impacting the world. That's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Did you come up with that?
0: (laughs) No, I can't say that I did. (laughs) I wish I had, but I didn't do that one.
1: (laughs) Very succinct, but uh, a big mission for sure. So what is your approach to ministry?
0: Well, Kairos is actually a, a very structured program. And uh, we take people through a, uh, a weekend event, as we usually uh, call it, and it's uh, normally a three-day where we take them through a very intense process of uh, focusing, uh, first we have to introduce ourselves and build trust, and then we focus on them, introduction with Jesus Christ, and then how do you serve others. And so that's sort of the, the framework. So when you say
1: people, we take people, who are you referring to specifically here?
0: Well, the people, we take volunteers into the facilities, into the prisons for men or women or youth, mm-hmm. or we bring the women of the incarcerated into a, a general uh, meeting place, and then we, we go through this intense process with them. So we are highly trained volunteer organization that's Mm -hmm. lay-led, Christian-based, and so we bring all Christian denominations together to actually serve in this ministry. And then so we we take them through this uh, process of an intense program, and then we're known as the ministry that comes back because Mm -hmm. we have continuing ministry. So every week and every month, we have a specific program that comes about brings them together again because we want to form accountability groups and fellowship based on Jesus Christ. And so in doing that, then we just keep repeating the cycle. So we keep growing the body that has gone through, through the program and uh, hopefully and prayerfully, not only do they meet Jesus Christ, but they change their behavior.
1: Hmm. The ministry that keeps coming back. That's right. That's very important to those, you know, in any type of ministry, but I would think especially in prison ministry.
0: It certainly builds credibility with those that we're working with and with the facilities that we have the same people coming back for that connection.
1: Yes. So what would you say are your uh, core values? What makes you distinct from other ministries?
0: Well, we have uh several but um one is probably where we operate in itself uh, but we are a lay led christian ministry and we have about thirty thousand volunteers operating around the world and so um with very few staff and so we really are based off of that uh, being the hands and feet of jesus and and our people working diligently to do that
1: and when you say lay led some people may not be familiar with that term mm-hmm. would you yeah. explain it
0: Uh, Basically, uh, someone who's a Christian, but they don't have to be a pastor or ordained or trained in any special discipline or anything within the church, but they have a heart for Jesus Christ and and they want to to be his hands and feet. So lay led, as in Mm non-clergy.
1: Okay. We'll carry on with the core values. Well,
0: and and the other things that uh, we look at is that continuing ministry, That we are a ministry that comes back and that is one of our core values so that there's a a continuum of constant things that go on. And and, uh, so we don't go into a prison and leave and five years later we come back. We are constantly in that same facility working with not only the people who've gone through our program, but also working with uh, other people to bring them through the program. And so it's an uh, intense time, but also it's a very valuable time of that continuity, and that is one of our core values. Um, we also strive to empower our volunteers. To, uh, we operate on a very local basis so that mm. they uh, operate in a community themselves and that, that we are demonstrating what we're trying to teach to, the, uh, to the, those that are impacted by incarceration. And... Um, of course, then we have the trust, trustworthy, integrity, uh, good, being good stewards, and those type of things are also within our core values as being a Christian ministry, which we always want to be operating with uh, Bible-based values. Excellent. So. Do you work with the chaplains in the prison? That is our main contact, is the chaplains within the prison. So we're always trying to work with them, so that when we're not present, they're also the contact for these people. Because uh, we're not the purpose of our ministry is not to be the church, but it's to introduce them to Jesus Christ, and so that they can become the church, the body of Christ themselves, while inside those walls.
1: Okay. And do you do any type of uh, correspondence work, or you're just mainly local to that area, to that prison?
0: Correspondence, as in writing letters and things. No, we do not.
1: Well, I I was referring to, like, uh, Bible training and teaching through correspondence, okay. kind
0: of. Uh, no, we do not. We do partner with others and try to um, give them uh, access if they say they want more opportunities and things. We, we certainly know who some of those are, but we don't personally do that kind of things.
1: Okay. Well, I understand that you have um, really different programs, and you've touched on these. Now, on your website, you talk about the inside program, the outside program. Mm-hmm. Could you explain what those are?
0: Right. Uh, Kairos Inside Program is where we are literally going inside adult facilities, men and women facilities, to t- conduct our program. And so we go in uh, usually on, on Thursday evening and, and leave on Sunday night. We do come home, of course, at night, but mm-hmm. uh, we're in there, and that's where we are working with the uh, inmates during those time. Uh, Our Karis Outside Program is for the women of the incarcerated, for those people who are not in prison themselves, but uh, by taking a loved one into prison, it has a dramatic impact on the family. And so we're also working with the women of the incarcerated, which is usually have the home responsibility and and uh, need to provide money to, to their loved one that's in and different things. And so we're, we're giving them a safe place of not only accountability, but uh, an opportunity to, to grow and have uh, Um, A safe place to talk and to share about their hurts and concerns and and things of that nature. Because many times they say, I I feel like I'm in prison alongside my loved one.
1: Yes, I'm sure. And there is, uh, you know, the way people look at you when someone is in prison from your family can be uh, devastating i'm sure
0: very mm-hmm. much so and there's there's a stigma i guess around mm. that that there's many people that uh, have loved ones incarcerated that they never tell anyone mm-hmm. even their own church doesn't know it really and so we try to give them that place where they can uh, be free and empowered and 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 um, also to introduce them to christ because many of them uh, don't have a home church so maybe we can introduce them to that body that can love on them in the way that Jesus does.
1: So what are the ways that you tie them to the local church?
0: Well, by having local volunteers, many times, you know, you can uh, um, actually just tell them about churches. And, and the fact that we are an interdenominational ministry um, We don't focus on one denomination. We bring all together. So based on where they live, where they're at, especially with the Kairos Outside Program, many times we can introduce them. And, uh, and bring them alongside even from that standpoint. That's a little different obviously if you're inside the prison themselves and so uh, we encourage them then to attend their own chapel and their church services that are held inside the facilities. Mm-hmm. And
1: do you work with short-term prisoners, long-term prisoners, whoever?
0: We tend to work and focus on those that are uh, will be incarcerated two years or longer Okay. Because of the continuing ministry of our program, mm. we find that we have a greater impact by being able to work with them over some time and um, to take them actually on the journey in, in those different ways, and you see that. So we tend to focus on medium and maximum security prisons, and uh, we've done many programs, including uh, death row and administrative segregation and different things to help uh, Anyone who who uh, we can we can serve, we will try to do that.
1: Hmm. Do you have any stories about someone on death row? And I don't know if you do or not. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there.
0: <laughs> well, we we do. Uh, um, we have several actually uh, from across the country. Uh, one that popped in my mind when you asked the question was uh, uh, about a lady who actually uh, went, went through the program and. Um, a lot of times, De- death row, of course, is uh, pretty segregated. And she she became a Christian and she became a very uh, devout, uh, spiritual person, regardless of of what she did in the past. And she never denied that she probably deserved to be where she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, God's redemptive love has a great power that we've all felt and, and know well. And uh, she actually started uh, ministering to the uh other inmates through the duck vents and brought many, many to Christ by sharing her story and witnessing to them through the air vents that was really? actually there. <laughs> and um and so yeah, there's all kinds of stories that we hear like that all the time of when Jesus gets a hold of you, sometimes it's hard to keep you quiet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even on death row. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, Well, clearly, you know, those inmates needed to hear the Gospels. So, um, I mean, when we look at the Scriptures, we look at, you know, people like uh, Moses, who was a murderer, right? So we we see that um, the Bible is uh, sort of point blank about our sin and and about the crimes that um, sometimes— we are guilty of. So, I mean, we are not so, those of us who are on the outside are not so different from those who are on the inside sometimes.
0: That's exactly right. There's many times that um, from a from a sin standpoint, we all are, are mm-hmm. there. And of course, these individuals have Probably done something that that uh, got them into prison, but we still want to share the, the that redemption that that Jesus Christ gives us mm-hmm. and and through that redemption is how we can not only change our behavior but change our lives whether we 're in a prison or not, many of us are in prisons, whether we 're behind walls uh, the, yes. the, uh, so it 's just trying to do that uh, share that redemptive love of Jesus Christ so that they can change and after all um I say to people all the time, especially when I'm on an airplane or something, and they ask me, why do I do this? And I remind them that they should care, too, because 96% of everyone who's in prison will be out. Mm. And I would like for them to come out as a Christian knowing Jesus Christ with a behavior change than being taught to be a better criminal while they're there.
1: Mm -hmm. Excellent. So how does your ministry help to reduce the recidivism rate? and perhaps explain what that means
0: (laughs) (laughs) well the recidivism rate is uh, basically uh, how many people return Mm -hmm. and uh, that does change by state and uh, um, of the recidivism but basically our data will show that uh, whatever the recidivism is for that state we 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 will cut it uh, into a half if they've gone through our program so just for example if uh, as a general rule of thumb if if the state's recidivism rate is 40%, then if they've gone through our program, there's a good chance it would only be a 20% rate. And so um, it's a pretty good success rate, actually, if they've actually gone through. And so... um, Basically, uh, it's, it's a behavior change. It's, it's a modification of uh, who they are and addressing things. Many of these people will say they, they come to our program with no hope. They've never felt love. They have no future. They have no um, plans. They, they feel lost. They feel they're embarrassed. They're hurt. They're broken all of that sounds familiar but maybe they they they're they're very ashamed of what they did or maybe they haven't learned to be ashamed of what they've done yet um and so by taking them through this journey and then giving them some accountability one to another and and to a a, a body um we actually see that they 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 start having hope and they've felt love finally through through strangers that come in to just express jesus love and and uh, when you get hope again and you find purpose, regardless of where you're at, then you can change and, and uh, maybe do something different. And then there's, there's many that are uh, becoming strong in, in the uh, chapel there and uh, many that's going into seminaries now and, and doing all kinds of wonderful things where they're just uh, on fire for Jesus.
1: Amen. That's wonderful. So, as far as your volunteers go, how do you find your volunteers first of all? And then do you ever uh have them struggle with burnout of going to minister in the prisons?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we find the volunteers predominantly through churches um mm-hmm. and and uh just volunteer to volunteer, asking people that as we meet them in the local community, you know, would you like to come Come see Jesus at work (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we see him at work every single time we go in there. And so there's a there's a motivation and people, uh, some of our volunteers joke, you know, I thought I would go in one time and, you know, 10 years later, I'm still going in and, (laughs) and things of that nature, because it's really hard to say no when you see Jesus truly working in people's lives right in mm-hmm. front of your eyes. And and uh, I'll guarantee you, you will see it when, when you go to our ministry. So um, we actually have uh, extremely dedicated volunteers, and uh, they are always sharing and asking others to come join us and be a part of it. And, of course, there's a little fear of mm-hmm. going in a prison for the first time. But once people have done it and they get that understanding and and see God at work, um they usually hang around. Uh As far as the burnout part, I'm sure we do at different times, but we encourage people to take breaks. Um, We try to practice uh, uh, good good teaching from the scripture and we even have uh, little rules like, you know, do three and take one off and, okay. and spend some time uh, for yourself and don't overdo it and things. So we try to balance all that out, and we actually have the opposite problem of getting people to take the time off than we do probably the burnout. So, <laughs> Well, that's great.
1: Yeah. Yes, I'm sure it's uh, when you see someone, you know, just light up with the love of Christ, then uh, that, you know, makes you want to go back. So tell us about your work with youth, though, because, you know, do you ever work like in just detention centers or something like that with, with young people and, you know, try to prevent them from getting into the prison system?
0: Well, we work predominantly um, through our program called Kairos Torch, which is our youth ministry. And uh, we work predominantly with those individuals, with those youth that have been um, sentenced. Okay. Okay. And so they're they're usually in a youth detention center of some kind. Um, sometimes they've because they've been a runaway or different things like that, and so then they're being detained and or uh, sentenced for usually behavior then or things. And so what we do in our youth ministry is we also take them through a program very similar but very structured toward youth and much more um, involved and hands-on type things to to involve how they learn more. And uh, then we actually do uh, one-to-one mentoring in a group setting for six months with the the kids. And so Mm -hmm. we we try to walk them through um, things such as anger management and and building a life plan and and, uh, just dealing with the different things that they've been dealt with. Um, Many of the youth um, are dealing with anger because they're usually upset about abandonment or abuse of some mm-hmm. kind in their life. And, and so there's a lashing out. And so we try to break that cycle because they're not in the, uh, um, in the harsh environment yet, uh, but we can hopefully can break that cycle of them actually getting into, into trouble in the future.
1: Excellent. Well, we need that. And so what should ultimately motivate us to do prison ministry?
0: Well, how about that Jesus told us to? <laughs> you know, if we go read the scriptures, uh, we we base our our ministry a lot off Matthew twenty five thirty six and and uh, where Jesus said, "I was in prison and you visited me," and um, you know, there's there's so many uh, stories of helping those that are under underprivileged. I guess is words that get thrown out in things, but. I see it as it's people who need to know who Jesus Christ is, and uh, they're living in a darkness, um, not only in, in their soul, but in this case in their lives because of where they're at and maybe because of what they did. And, and so uh, it's an opportunity for Jesus Christ's redemption to take place. And like you said, there's many uh, people throughout the Scripture that uh, they were sinners just like most of these people and, and like us. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an opportunity to, uh, to be obedient to, to God's word and to share who he is to people that are in prison.
1: Amen. Now, um, most ministries require funding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to mention that your particular ministry, Kairos, uh, has been lauded, praised for uh, how you've handled the funds that people have entrusted to you. Could you tell us more about that?
0: Yes. Um, we're, we're, we're not only a, uh, a member in good standing with ECFA, the Evangelical mm-hmm. Financial Accountability, um, but we've also won a uh, recognition of... Uh, uh, great profit uh, or non-profit uh, association uh, t- two or three years. I forget how many in a row now, but mm. um, on how we not only uh, raise funds, but how we handle the funds. And so um, we're, we're very proud and honored of that because uh, we always want to be good stewards and and put as much as we possibly can into uh, the actual working and impact of the ministry on a daily basis. So,
1: Excellent. Well, your website is KairosPrisonMinistry.org, right? Correct. Okay, and Kairos is spelled?
0: K-A-I-R-O-S, Kairos. Excellent,
1: KairosPrisonMinistry.org. Uh, Evelyn Lemley, we thank you so much for joining us today here in the studio. Thanks for dropping in in uh, your travels out there. And stay safe during whatever hurricane we have this weekend, if if anything, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. And by the way, it seems to me that prison ministry comes out of passion for Jesus and compassion for the world. And that's just the kind of thing that Dr. Bob Savell shares in his podcast, which is new to the Charisma Podcast Network. It's called Empowered for Purpose. Dr. Savelle has been on Charisma Connection a couple of times and he's always a popular guest. So I hope you'll check out his new show at cpnshows.com. Once again, it's called Empowered for Purpose. God bless you today and have a great day.